It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our ESPN 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie on this Monday night, January 4th, 2021. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show will be up to, or with you, I should say, up until 8 o'clock when we will go to Milwaukee for Detroit Pistons basketball. The Pistons set to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. A very happy new year and hope all our listeners had a very happy and safe holiday season. We are into 2021 Hopefully things will look better on many fronts, and certainly what we focus on here on the game is sports, and we'll start with local sports, and while there have been quite a few updates to the high school sports season since we last joined you a couple weeks ago, and right now the Michigan High School Athletic Association has uh, set forth their plan to finish fall sports, to start winter sports. And so let's go over some of the details. We do have one team still going in fall sports in the Eastern Upper Peninsula. That is the Rudyard Bulldogs volleyball team. We were hoping to be joined by their head coach, Amanda Reed, tonight, but she had a very good excuse. They are able to practice again, set for their quarterfinal matchup next weekend. Starting with volleyball, the Practices began today for the remaining 32 teams involved in the volleyball tournament and practices starting today with the quarterfinals will be a week from today on January 12th. The champions will be crowned in Battle Creek on January 16th. Participants in volleyball must take part in a rapid testing pilot program, which was created by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Athletes, coaches, and other team personnel directly involved in practice and competition must test three times per week using the Binax Now antigen tests that produce results within 15 minutes. Teams and individuals in both sports must complete one round of negative COVID-19 tests before beginning practice. This also involves the football teams, which we'll get to in a moment. So the quarterfinals will commence on Tuesday, January 12th. The Rudyard Bulldogs in Division 4. They are set to take on Carney Nadu in Manistique. And the winner of that match will advance to the semifinal in Battle Creek against the winner of Auburn Hills, Oakland Christian, and Olby. So good luck to the Rudyard Bulldogs. And we will have their head coach on our show after the season. And as I was chatting to her, Hopefully we'll be in a couple weeks after a state title for the Bulldogs. Football, they also began their practices last week, and they will have their 
matches starting up again here this upcoming weekend. The 11-player contest will be the regional finals, while the eight-player will be the semifinals. Same protocol as with the volleyball ones that I just mentioned. And there are a few UP teams that are still alive in high school football. In eight-player division two, Powers North Central, they will host Marion. That game is this Saturday at 12 o'clock. In eight-player division one, no UP team still going, but the team that knocked out Pickford due to COVID, not on the field, but unfortunately due to the pandemic, Indian River Inland Lakes, they are set to travel to Sutton's Bay this weekend to take on that squad. In Division 8, Iron Mountain, they're still going. They're in their regional final. They'll take on Johannesburg-Lewiston. That game will be played in Iron Mountain. In Division 6, Nagani, they are traveling to Grayling to take on the Vikings in a D6. And the team that knocked out the Suhai Blue Devils, which seems like it was about a year ago, it was only a month or so ago, Cadillac, they will take on Flint Hammity Eastern in that one. Now, as far as winter sports, the winter sports have been under a pause for practice. But if the Michigan High School, or excuse me, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services pause ends, indoor practices may begin on January 16th. This includes ice hockey, boys and girls basketball, wrestling, and swimming and diving in this area. And the council from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, they've approved a one-year change to competition limits in ice hockey and wrestling. In hockey, teams may play two games on one non-school day. For So, for example, they can go travel and or at home and play a doubleheader if they so choose. The winter tournament schedule has not been changed, uh, but that's going to cause the regular season to be Pretty compact when you figure the first days of competition won't be until January 22nd and the tournament will start in March. So let's keep our fingers crossed for some high school basketball, high school hockey, high school wrestling, swimming and diving and such. Spring sports right now, no changes as far as the plan for spring sports, if current orders further delay activity beyond January 16th for the winter sports, then the Michigan High School Athletic Association may be uh, amending some plans. But right now, spring sports on as scheduled. So things are hopeful that we can get these fall tournaments in. We can start up winter sports and hopefully get a spring sports season. We will keep you up to date on all that is going on in high school sports here on the game. We're going to talk more about the NOJHO and OHL at the bottom of the hour with our co-host and host of the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario, David McKegg Jr. Right now, the NOJHL is in a pause as far as the potential restart to the season. Of course, this doesn't include the Sioux Eagles at this time due to the border closure. Also, Elliott Lake, they decided to opt out at the beginning of the season, and now the Powassan Voodoos, they have decided to uh, postpone their season. So right now, the NOJHL has nine teams going, and they're going to have to wait and see as far as what the uh, municipalities and the province has to say about the current uh, stay-at-home or lockdown order, if you will, as cases are still around, especially in Ontario. They have increased quite a bit. And they're still going on here, so we're just going to have to wait and see what happens there. 
OHL. We'll talk more about that with Dave McKegg, but OHL right now has decided to uh, suspend, I should say, easy for me to say, their season coming up uh, in lieu of the health and safety measures that are going on. Training camps were scheduled to begin here next week uh, with their last plan, but right now, they are uh, kind of taking it easy and uh, seeing what happens as far as COVID-19 and how that may affect these uh, sports leagues and such. Well, one team that is playing hockey, and they have been uh, throughout the season, the Lake Superior State University Lakers, they were at home this weekend to take on Bemidji State, a pair of non-conference games. On Saturday, it was the Lakers falling to Bemidji by the score of 4-1. to one. Miroslav Mutka scored the only goal for the Lakers on Saturday. Merrick's Mitten stopped 29 shots in the first loss of the season and his first loss in net for the Lakers. The Lakers would rebound yesterday, skating to a 2-2 tie against Bemidji State. They would win the shootout in the seventh round on a goal by Miroslav Mutka. The Lakers came back from a two-goal deficit in the third period thanks to goals by Will Rydell and Ashton Calder, while Merrick's Mittens once again in net stopped 28 shots for the Lakers. So the Lakers right now 4-1-3 and three overall. They were ranked 19th in the latest rankings. Haven't seen the newest ones coming out. And they will be on the road this weekend for their final non-conference series of the season as they will take on the Northern Michigan Wildcats in a pair of road games. The first game is scheduled for this Friday at 7.07 at the Barry Event Center, while the Saturday night game, a little earlier start time on that one, 6.07. You can hear both games on our sister station, Yes FM, starting with the pregame show Friday around 6.35, 6.40 with Bill Crawford and Matt Pocket. Laker men's and women's basketball have been practicing and they are set to open their season this weekend. The Laker men ranked third in the GLIAC North Division preseason poll. They'll be at home this Friday and Saturday to take on Wayne State. Friday game is at 3 p.m. Saturday game is at 1 p.m. No fans allowed for hockey or basketball at this time, but you can hear the games right here on ESPN 1400 starting on Friday around 2.45. I believe David John, if, if he's not too busy, he's been a busy guy, he will have the calls for that one. Laker women's basketball scheduled to be at Wayne State this upcoming weekend. Forgot to mention the other games that happened in the WCHA this weekend. Bowling Green over Ferris State on Saturday by the score of 6-1. to one. Michigan Tech at home shuts out Alabama Huntsville 4-0. And Minnesota State, they go to Northern Michigan and wallop the Wildcats 5-0. Michigan Tech would get the sweep on Sunday over Alabama Huntsville, winning by the score of 2-1. Bowling Green also a sweep on the road, knocking off Ferris State by the score of 4-2. And Minnesota State, another sweep as they shut out Northern Michigan two straight games, winning on Sunday by the score of 4 to nothing. Games this weekend in the WCHA Thursday night. Bemidji State will be at Bowling Green. They'll also be there on Friday night. Fair State will be at Alabama Huntsville starting on Friday night for a pair of games. These conference games, all but the Lakers series, and Michigan Tech, they will be at Minnesota, Minnesota State Friday and Saturday. Well, a big event that happens in St. Ignace this year, the UP Adult Pond Hockey 2021. 
That has been canceled. This announced by the St. Ignace Visitors Bureau as they have canceled that event, which is originally scheduled to be February 11th through the 14th. This draws a lot of amateur hockey players and enthusiasts from all over the Midwest and Canada to play hockey on Frozen Lake Huron. Well, we may not even get to a Frozen Lake Huron right now. The event planners certainly saddened to see the event canceled this year, but they say they are planning to come back strong in 2022. And of course, the I-500, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, that one is canceled as well here in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which would be, boy, hard to believe, what, three, four weeks? If that event happened, event organizers decided to make the tough decision to cancel and the right decision right now as far as us handling this pandemic. But again, with the weather and mild temperatures and not a whole lot of snow, maybe it wouldn't have mattered. That might have been canceled on its own. We have a busy show tonight here on the game coming up here in about four minutes. We're going to talk Sioux Indians hockey with their general manager, Mike Canisto. The Indians were on the road taking on the Chicago Young Americans, a highly ranked team in the nation. We'll get the word from the GM on what's going on with the Sioux Indians. Coming up at 6.30, we'll be talking more Sioux Ontario sports with David McKegg Jr. 6.45, we'll be joined by Butch Davis from Metro Detroit, host of the show Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on everything going on in the Detroit sports scene. And then 7 to 8, we have a full hour of the roundtable. Yours truly, Butch Davis, and we're hoping to be joined by host of the hot seat, E.J. Russell, in Escanaba, Michigan, as we have a lot of sports to cover. Been a busy sports holiday, and we'll cover it all here on the game. We're going to take our first break. We come back, we'll talk Sioux Indians hockey. Coming up next here on the game, ESPN 1400. If you're looking for friendly, competent, caring insurance service for your home, auto, business, or farm in the eastern Upper Peninsula, see the folks at Don Wilson Insurance at 110 Dawson Street in the Sioux today. Don Wilson Insurance has worked with Fremont Insurance of Michigan for the past 20 years, and Fremont's been providing the finest coverage in the state of Michigan since 1876. For competitive rates on all your insurables, see the friendly staff at Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, serving the EUP since 1999. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, big fans of Lake Superior State University and the Lakers. Looking for a good pre-owned car, SUV, or truck to get you through the coming winter? See the great selection of used vehicles on the lot now at Sioux Motors. More than 25 SUVs and 20 or more cars and trucks are available for the huge year-end savings program. Lots of escapes priced to sell, Explorers, Edges, F-150s, and there are nine sedans on the lot. If you want new wheels this winter, see the sales staff at Sioux Motors today. Sioux Motors on Three Mile, across from Walmart in the Michigan Sioux. Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly, knowledgeable Ace associates about our Ace Royal Paint, a high-quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal Paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, the helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to serving you real soon. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan. I support our community, so I shop locally and work with other area businesses whenever I can. My credit union does too, so I became a member there. My credit union offers online bill pay, mobile banking, and e-statements. I get first name friendly service along with faster, smarter banking. 
That's an unbeatable combination. Sue Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at suecoop.com. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Scott Nason with you on this first Monday night of 2021, and our first guest is here via the telephone, General Manager of the Sioux Indians, Mike Canisto, joining us on the game. Mike, uh, always like having you in the studio, but we got you on the phone tonight, you know, trying to keep people out of the studio and such. Glad to have you on either way. How you doing, sir? Good, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, wish we could have come up to the studio. Big Daddy was biting at the bit to come up and grab the microphone and do a little talking, but this is better than not being on the radio, and, you know, we're still moving ahead and hope uh, 2021 uh, – or, yeah, has something good for us here. Well, we always love talking Sioux Indians hockey, Mike. And before we get to the hockey, I've been asking all my guests the same question here uh, over the next or over the last few months. Uh, how are you and your family holding up during these challenging times uh, with COVID-19 and just in general? Well, everything's going good. Uh, obviously, uh, with Christmas and the holidays just gone by, we were fortunate enough our, our son got to come home from Poland. Oh, wow. Haven't seen in a while. But, uh, yeah, Corey was home for a few weeks, and everything was good there. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of hunkering down, and uh, it was definitely family time. It wasn't going out socializing in the bars because they're not open or out for dinners. It was uh, a lot of home time. You save a lot of money that way, I'm told. <laughs> well, yeah, we save a lot of money, but it, it was all good. You know, it's uh, a little more like the older days, I'm sure. But uh, everybody was good, and everybody got through the holidays all safe, and uh, we're really ready to get back to normal life, hopefully. Now the election's over and people, we, we get back to just living normal. That sounds good to me, Mike. Let's talk about the Sioux Indians. Uh, your squad was on the road this weekend in Chicago, taking on the Chicago Young Americans, a pretty high-ranked team nationally, and, and the Indians had a fantastic weekend uh, winning on a Saturday by the score of 2 to nothing, Logan Raphael with the shutout, and then a 2-2 tie on Sunday. Uh, just just tell us about those games, you know, coming off the break, and, you know, this season obviously hasn't had a lot of flow to it, but you guys have been able to play a, a few games at least. Give, give us a snapshot of what you saw this weekend. Yeah, well, we, you know, we went to Chicago, and uh, it's a very good CYA team. And we were fortunate enough that they squeezed us in for a couple of games. Their arena was open. I think it's a privately owned rink or whatever. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're a really good team. They, they're exciting to watch. They have a couple of former Lake Superior. Well, one former Lake Superior guy, his son's on the team. Uh, maybe Timmy Breslin. From the right, Rutgers. right. Yeah, his boys are on the team. And, but, uh, no, we had a good weekend. The guys came out strong. We had four good days of practice before we left. And we really didn't know where you know, what we were up against right away after the break. But uh, the guys came out, they worked hard. Uh, Coach Roney had a good system in place, and the guys defensively were sound. Uh, obviously, Rafi had a great game on Saturday night with a 2-0, you know, a 2-0 win and having the shutout. And our guys just worked hard. It was uh, it was good to see. And on, uh, on Saturday, uh, Sunday, uh, Lucas Henderson was in that, our other goalie. And he had a real good outing, too. They scored a goal late on us that uh, we kind of blew their defensive coverage. It was our fault, not our fault, but our teams. They knew the mistake they made. But it's a learning process with these guys. 
But uh, it could have been. We could have had a two wins on the on the weekend for sure. And the, the goal was late too, so Coach Ferone wasn't very happy about that. It was at the four minute mark, and we just gave up the puck and at the wrong spot, and we weren't on the defensive side of the puck, and they stung us. And but all in all, it was a great weekend to open up after you know into the new year, getting the boys back on the bus, getting on the road, a little camaraderie, and and uh, it, it was just nice to see because they came together really quick. And everybody's healthy. They're doing the right thing, staying within our own and around the rink. And, you know, we're, the, the team is really staying by themselves and staying together because they want to play too. So they know the rules we have to go by. And we stress it every day at the rink. Hey, you got the health part of this season is huge. We all got to take care of ourselves. Mike, uh, the addition of head coach John Ferroni obviously filling in for Pat Caracato, who can't come over due to the border closure. You know, we had him on a few weeks ago, and and he seemed very excited on on working with these guys. Uh, just how how has the addition of him been, in your opinion, to the squad? Uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we had a lot of difficulties beginning of this season. Uh, we had a couple of COVID hit the team a couple of times. We had a couple of different breaks and it really wore on the guys. And, uh, we had a few of our top end guys leave. And, it, and you know, and I don't blame kids because it was a pretty hard situation. Move away from home and, uh, you know, our team wasn't very stable at that point. Um, then, uh, Clem had to back out of coaching, which was unfortunate, but John stepped in. And he did a great job. The first thing he did was take care of the team, make sure the boys were all getting along together. Uh, he changed the lines up a bit. We're more consistent in, the, in about every area. And he's just doing a fabulous job bringing the boys together and uh, making them work. You know, everybody's on the same page playing, so they're really doing well. Lots of local players on this year's Sioux Indian squad, Mike. Uh, five players by my count. You have Kyle Stevens, Rob Landis. Also have Aiden Hoppala, Dylan Zabo, and Logan Raphael. You know, obviously, you want to get as many hometown players on your team, but you have to be good enough to be on these teams because you have a very talented squad. How have the Suites been uh, so far this season? Well, the, the Suites are, are are very young, and uh, actually, we just picked up another one right at the deadline on the twenty eighth or 29th. Uh, Jerry squeezed them onto our roster. Uh, Keldon Casey is now with the team. Oh, okay. He played the past weekend in Chicago. And for a guy just stepping on the ice after a, quite a long break, I guess, Keldon had a great weekend. I mean, he was blocking shots. He was doing everything he had to do to contribute. And you know, he's a nice addition to the team, too. He's got a ways to go to get up to the speed. But Keldon had a great weekend. Uh, Kyle Stevens has a 05 Berkshire, which is 15 years old, playing U18. Wow. Uh, Kyle's doing fabulous. He, you know, he knows the game very well. He just, uh, at this point, he's just undersized and, you know, the maturity and the strength part's got to come in. Uh, the same thing with Aiden. Aiden Hopla is doing very well. He played AAA last year in Canada. So, uh, Aiden was, he's used to all kinds of competition playing anywhere. Cause he's been in Toronto playing. He's been all over the place, but Aiden's doing really well too. Um, Robbie Landis is, is really coming into his own on uh, defense. Uh, Coach Ferroni made him an assistant captain. He's one of the leaders in the locker room on and off the ice. He's really putting in the work effort off the ice. His, uh, his foot speed's coming up. And i seen he had power play time this weekend. So Robbie's just doing fabulous. And he's actually an 0-3 birth year. And he's got another year of midgets left. But I got a feeling the Eagles are going to come knocking on the door, chasing that bird down pretty quick uh, <laughs> after this after the year's over, but that's what it's all about. You know, if a guy's ready to go to the next level, you know, 
we're glad you stopped here for a minute. It was, that's all good. And uh, and the goaltending part, Logan Raphael, you just can't say enough about Logan. You know, he, he works his butt off every day. He works his butt off in practice. And uh, like the, we knew we'd have to weather the storm the first few minutes of that game, both, you know, on Saturday night because they come out flying. And they've been waiting for games, too, and they had a little light show and the smoke flying, music going crazy in this rink. And, and Logan came out and stood on his head and held us in there till the boys got, you know, rid of the bus legs because we hopped off the bus and played a game. So, and then we went two nothing to it. And he's been really good. So, uh, yeah, the, the local guys, it's great to see they're not only on the team, they are contributing and they're a big part of the team. Mike Nisto joining us on the game, general manager of the Sioux Indians. Uh, Mike, a couple more questions before we let you go. Obviously, it's a challenging time for all of us uh, trying to run an organization, you know, trying to keep kids here, trying to schedule games. How has that been for you? I mean, it's something that, you know, you have plan A and then all of a sudden you have to pivot to plan B or C. Uh, j- just give us an idea of just trying to be a general manager during these times. How difficult has that been? Well, it's very difficult <laughs> because from going from plan A to plan B, I think we're about, uh, FG somewhere <laughs> around there already because you know be, between myself and Jerry and Rick you know we, we do a lot of the planning of the team and Dan we, we all help and it's been very trying but uh, we're keeping the guys together the housing part was really difficult with the COVID going on but everything seems to be working out we got a great team a great bunch of guys and uh, just like last week and we're in Chicago and Chicago shut down I mean it's, yeah. it's a ghost town worse than here so uh, the menu last weekend was Jimmy John's and Cordoba. They were one, they're right next <laughs> that's, to each other. That's not bad. <laughs> no, that was the weekend. That was the menu. <laughs> you know, you can't get anything at the rinks. Everything's closed down. And you just go in and play and pretty much find a shower real quick, get the guys back on the bus and get out of there. But uh, it, we're moving forward, and the guys are doing good. So I'm doing everything I can to keep them on the ice and uh, keep finding games. But uh, hopefully – our darling governor there, She uh, let, if she opens up when she's supposed to here in another week or two, we have a full schedule going right into the 1st of April. So we're, every weekend we'll be uh, either home or away. I think I have like 28 games lined up right now. Uh, the state tournament, as they push it back, I just got word from uh, Maha today, it'll be in the first weekend in April. But our state playoffs will start like the third, fourth weekend in March. And then the state finals the uh, first weekend in April. That so was... We're going to be a busy team, but we're looking forward to it. We got a we got twenty guys. We did a, you know, the whole staff did a great job getting twenty guys in the ice. And the deadline, that's we got on the bus and Jerry said this has got to be the first year we ever had twenty. You know, good job, boys. And you know, we got twenty guys and they're ready to go and they're healthy. And you know, with uh, Coach Ferone there, he's he's really excited after his two year break. But, and he said yesterday, I wasn't prepared for a seven-and-a-half-hour bus ride. I'm telling you that right now, boys. <laughs> Been a while for him on that kind of ride. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's, it's all good, though. Like, everybody's working really hard to keep it going. It's, uh, it's really a team effort from the players to the staff. And it's been quite enjoyable for everything we're living through. And I, most of these guys, I've told them numerous times, you guys live through this, you'll be able to play anywhere, anytime. I Absolutely. Said, you guys are doing a great job. and. You know, we're, we're really proud of our guys. Mike Canisto joining us on the game, general manager of the Sioux Indians. Uh, Mike, we'll let you get back to Canada and Russia and the World Juniors, and we'll certainly keep our listeners updated as far as when games are scheduled, when restrictions are lifted, and certainly looking forward to seeing some Sioux Indians hockey. Thanks for joining us tonight on the game, my friend.
thanks for having me. All right, we're gonna, have a great day. Thank you, you too. We're going to take a break, and we'll talk to Dave McKay Jr. from the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, all coming up next here on The Game, ESPN 1400. Just because another mandate has come down from Lansing doesn't mean you still can't enjoy your favorite food and drinks from Sioux Brewing Company. Open every day, offering carryout. During the present mandate, we're offering $2 off growler fills. So treat yourself to a Laker Gold, Maggie's Irish Red, or 13 IPA. Now on the corner of Ashman Street and Portage Avenue, your town, your beer, Sioux Brewing Company. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended Auto Owners Insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, Auto Owners Insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. Is your furnace old? You could be dealing with a low-efficiency furnace costing you hundreds of dollars a year. The experts at Albert Heating and Cooling can help you with a new high-efficiency Bryant furnace. On sale now till the end of February. With your new furnace, you can buy an extended 10-year labor warranty for only $99. Start saving today with a new furnace and sleep soundly knowing you have no worries. Go online at albertheating.com or stop in at 3147 South M129, just south of Three Mile Road today. Bryant, whatever it takes. Picture this. It's Monday afternoon and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee $7.99, plus tax, of course. Now, picture this. It's Friday and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee more than you paid Monday. You feel bamboozled. But then you hear this. Domino's extended its $7.99 large three-topping carryout deal to all day, every day. And so you danced and ate dominoes. Carry out only must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to ESPN 1400 and online at thegamesportshow.com. Scott Nason with you on this Monday night, the first Monday night edition of the game here in 2021. And joining us now, host of the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, also host of our show here on ESPN 1400. You know him, you love him. His name is David McKegg Jr. Kegger, how you doing on this Monday night, sir? Scotty, my friend. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry belated Christmas, Happy New Year, all that fun stuff. Hopefully you had a great holiday, and I hope all of our listeners uh, and everyone on the Canadian side and the United States side of the border had a great one, and just worldwide as well. I should make sure I say that as well. And holidays went by way too fast, Scotty. You know, honestly, it felt like it went a little bit quicker this year than other years. I know time flies by when you're having fun, per se, uh, but overall, it, the holidays went by way too fast, it seemed. They sure did, and uh, Happy New Year and Happy Holidays to you, sir. And, uh, well, before we get to some of the leagues locally that aren't playing, let's talk about some of the teams that are playing. We talked earlier about the Lake Superior State University Laker hockey team along with the Sioux Indians, but we have a couple big semifinals tonight, Dave, in the World Junior Championships, and really no big surprises here. The United States 
Uh, we'll be taking on Finland later tonight in one semifinal. One semifinal going on right now. Canada will be playing Russia, or are playing Russia right now, and the championship game will be later this week. Uh, really, Dave, if you drew up the brackets with these four teams in the semifinals, I don't think anybody would be very surprised that the semifinals that we're seeing tonight are indeed the teams that we expected to be there. Uh, these are definitely the teams that we did. Maybe if you want to substitute Finland out for Sweden, that might right. be something uh, for some individuals that would say so. Uh, and obviously with the games going on now, I got on right in the background here. Make sure I'm not missing any lick of the action as, you know, watching Canada, I'll say has been a real treat so far this year. They, they have a lot of great talent on that team. Uh, but the Ju world juniors this year, you know, when you have, when you look at uh, seagrass on the United States and you look at Caulfield then you, on the United States side, then you go look at Finland, a lot of leaf prospects on Finland mad as well, uh, like Hervinen, and they have great, they're really tenacious team. And Russia, of course, they got a lot of leaf prospects on there too, but Rodin Amirov, you know, and Mikhail Abramov, guys, and Yaroslav Askarov, you know, a lot of offs on that team, of course. And Yaroslav is a unique talent. Okay, that's the goalie that I've been watching all tournament, but Scott, that's the goalie that I was watching ever since he was 15, 16 years old. Okay. Yaroslav Askarov, I've been a fan of him since he was brought up in all the prospect realm and just the rankings when he was 15, 16 years old, where he was predicted to go. And obviously this year, I think Nashville got a steal with Yaroslav Askarov. And just overall with Canada, Russia here, you can never really underestimate either side. You know, if Canada gets up, Russia has the ability to come back. But if Russia gets the lead, overall, Canada has that talent the battle back so obviously the game between russia and canada i think is the most favored to watch no offense to everyone in the united states and finland i think u.s are favorites in that game but hey sweden was also favorites as well over finland so it'll be very interesting to see how it all shapes out at the end of this evening yeah it should be very interesting i think everybody on both sides of the border are hoping for a u.s canada final that's always a good time dave let's move on to the ontario hockey league uh, since our last broadcast a couple weeks ago the OHL has suspended the season or uh, the delay to start the 2021 season. Training camps, they had been scheduled to begin in mid-January as many players were set to report to their teams and games were scheduled to commence about a, well, a month from tonight, February 4th. However, the OHL has delayed that. Um, this follows uh, Ontario Premier Ford's announcements of a province-wide shutdown in Ontario, which started on December 26th, they say the league will continue to consult and work closely with governments and health authorities to determine potential start dates of the new year. Dave, uh, you know, it's not looking real good, I think, for the OHL right now. Uh, what compounds their problems, obviously, is that they have their team spread out through the province, uh, including southern Ontario and the United States. Uh, so what's your thoughts as far as the OHL? kind of um, punting, if you will, or kicking the can down the road so they see what's going to happen in the next few weeks. But, you know, it gets to if you start the season in March, you're, you're really up against it. What, what are your thoughts on where the OHL is at right now? Honestly, there's a few things, right? If you look at January 1 and January 2, there was 2,476 cases and 3,363 respectively between January 1 and January 2 in Canada. Now, January Third, which is of course yesterday, uh, there was a report of over 2,000. Again, I believe it was 2,964. I believe was the exact number. And 
the numbers are still that may not seem like a large amount, especially if you're looking at bigger populated, especially in the United States. But here in Ontario and in Canada, that is a pretty big state. And within Canada, of course, uh, that it's not getting better. It's not improving. The spread is there. And Ford called this. I'll say it. He, he said that we're going to have another outbreak of COVID throughout the Christmas and New Year's holidays. And it did happen. And Honestly, people are saying, oh, let's proceed on to 2021. We're still technically following the, and through the repercussions of 2020 in the end. Yes, of- we are. Okay, so everyone who's thinking that 2021 might be a better year, I hope it is too. But we're at the start right now, and we're still feeling the repercussions of 2020. So right now, the cases are not improving, okay, which means if those aren't improving, Scott – you can you can kiss every sport you want to see. You can think of everything else that you want to do that's exciting. Lockdowns, everything's gonna happen and on not be there, especially on the sports aspect. So, my with them kicking de- the the can down the the road, as you said, Scott, that's a great analogy for it. I, I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad to see that the Ontario Hockey League wants to get into it. Uh, I know the NOJHL is the same predicament as well. Uh, it's still, it's going to be a risk, though, to do it. Even when things start to ah, kind of slow down a bit, it's never going to be fully gone until potentially the vaccine. Which, again, with the vaccine, has been coming back ninety-five percent, so still five percent chance. There's all this other medical and political terminology that I won't get into here because we're talking sports. But it's still going to be in effect a month from now and two months from now. This is not going anywhere. Then I've been saying that for. Since the beginning of the year, so has everybody. And like as I said, we're not a medical news show here by any means. Okay. But and I'm not a doctor by any means. I may work at a hospital, but I ain't a doctor. So <laughs> I'm telling you right now uh, that from what we see right now with the cases climbing, things are not getting better. But yes, it's not five thousand, it's not ten thousand, thankfully. But in terms of sports, Scott, you're not going to see the Ontario Hockey League, if they keep delaying. I think if they go up to March and it's the end of March and they still haven't played. I think you got to can the entire season. And like you said, kick the can down the road. I think you got to can the entire season. Okay, there's well, no, no more season. And the other thing with the OHL, Dave, compared to some of these other leagues that are going or have gone and are paused right now, is it, it's such a high-revenue league. It's such a high-money league. And even if you do come back, say, in a month and a half, two months, without fans, that really puts these organizations in a, in a cash strap. I mean, they are very much dependent on season ticket revenue, concessions revenue, and you throw that out. You know, and you're looking at maybe late February, early March. At, at some point, I think the powers that be just have to look at it and say, you know what, guys, we're just going to have to can the whole thing and wait until September. Yeah, it's not like everyone says where they can survive the National Hockey League could without uh, without fans. Okay, it's a little bit different, like you said, Scott. The Ontario Hockey League, especially, really thrives on that revenue from the local from their local communities. Especially if you want to talk about Sault Ste. Greyhounds, you know they're they they don't have as big as a stadium as per se London does, and maybe the same kind of revenue that London has in their bank account. Let's get real, maybe not, maybe so. I'm not going to get into that, but. It is, like you said, dependent on that revenue. And you, I don't think the OHL can survive without fans. But again, maybe there could be support from certain broadcasting stations. Maybe the NHL can support, even though they don't have the money to do that. Like, there could be assistance from around. But it just seems like a lot of points that would have to be addressed. And to do it in such little time as of now, it wouldn't make sense. But you know what the goal is? is they suspended in February. It may be March. That's Hopefully that happens. I can't see it happening i can't see these improvements really going down again until we start hitting march 
with the numbers really staying down until and also when a vaccine comes out and we start seeing numbers from that. So it's a lot of parts and a lot of moving parts that have to determine the season if it can actually go. Someone has told me that why doesn't the OHL just do a, a quick mini season and jump into a playoff? Well, that's not really the fairest way to go. It's not the best way to go. It's just basically doing a trial by fire. If it doesn't work out by the end of March, they shouldn't have a season. Dave, the NOJHL, which had uh, been playing up until uh, mid-December, uh, they made some news this weekend uh, talking about their potential restart of the season in January. The Boston Voodoos have requested and received permission for a leave of absence for the remainder of the 2021 season due to COVID-19. Uh, the league is allowing that those players can potentially join other NLJHL clubs. Of course, everybody knows over here, the Sioux Eagles unable to participate in that league. Elliott Lake, they opted out. So you already have three teams that aren't in the league. The league is hoping um, if the health uh, regulations allow them to, to come back for their cohort uh, competing teams this month, they will be the Sioux Thunderbirds against Rayside Balfour, Blind River against French River, Timmins against Cochrane, Hurst against Kirkland Lake, Espinola there, the odd team out, but return in February. But again, all potential return to play scenarios, they're going to be based on provincial and regional public health rulings and approved authorization. So the NLJHL has been able to get some games in, but now they're losing teams. And with, you know, like you said, Dave, increasing cases, uh, not just in the United States, but also in Ontario. Maybe it's more in southern Ontario, but the numbers don't really look good for northern Ontario as well. What's your, what's your thoughts on the NOJHL where they sit right now? My, my thoughts for the NOJHL even still connects with the Ontario Hockey League. Just travel all in all in general. Okay, okay. I know when you think of the Sioux Thunderbirds and I, uh, you, you like, and they have that kind of the regional side that you could have certain teams playing against each other. However, you know, it comes down to it that when you have the travel in, in any type of scenario, okay, despite the Thunderbirds got to go to Sudbury, they're still traveling there. You're still going to get involved with having contact with players. It's still a potential area for spread. People don't understand how, contagious this could be and it's getting more contagious it's also mutating there's more stuff to COVID that people may not look into and overall Scott I just think that I would I want hockey here more than the next guy trust me everyone I want sports here in general because it not only does it give us something to talk about it lets me you know get my money's worth for my cable first off but also to be able to really enjoy the sports I miss that atmosphere feeling that stress especially as a Toronto fan I really miss feeling that stress to an extent but just local hockey in the in the truth there's great talent here with the Thunderbirds and the Greyhounds but even the NOJHL Blind River the Birds Sudbury a lot of good local area teams if you will that are close to the Sioux but overall with travel Scott I'm really against that and until things are basically to what they were in the summer here in Canada which is next to none to no cases really contained uh, or overall the vaccine's effective I don't think hockey resuming is a strong option to for anyone to consider because the travel is what it is that's causing this issue everyone should remain into their own city remain in their own bubble and focus on having the surroundings of their loved ones within their bubble, of course, and to the safety of others. And just to, I know that's a business. I know it's a world that stems from hockey to media and everything of sorts, but for everything to be contained, everyone wants to follow suit and to follow suit. It is following the rules that are brought forward by both the Canadian government 
I know United States government may be a little bit different. I'll let you jump into that in terms of that. But with Canada, there's no, if you don't have any essential travel, nothing should be considered until COVID-19 is contained. I couldn't agree more. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Uh, Dave, before we let you go, what's ahead for you and your crew for the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario? Honestly, this was the week that we decided that we wanted to come back and do some recordings in-house in our studio and also upload uh, a special edition upload. However, we are going to be delaying it an additional week. Uh, we will be obviously doing some recordings on our end for all the listeners so they have some content when that upload happens. But we will not be doing anything in Sioux, Ontario this week planned. Uh, we did plan an in-the-pocket segment, maybe towards the end of the week, getting into next week. But at this current time, uh, there will be no uploads on the Sioux, Ontario side this week so make sure you keep an eye on we do plan to be back the following week which is january the 12th we plan our next upload and that interview that we're going to be uploading in particular is with darren mccarty yes Detroit Red Wings legend. So the that will be our next upload, and we do plan that to be on the 12th. And on the week of the 11th, we plan to get back to normality with uploads, either if it's inside the studios or if it's through Skype with everyone here on the staff from the Game Sports Show on the Canadian side. Dave, I'm certain looking forward to all your shows, and especially that Darren McCarty one, one of my favorite players of all time. David McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Same time, same channel, sir. Sounds good, Scotty. And again, Happy New Year. And I look forward to talking to you again, my friend. Thank you, sir. We'll take a break. We come back. We'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, on ESPN 1400. For the safety and health of the communities we serve and our employees, our Central Savings Bank lobbies are now open by appointment only. CSP's drive-ups are open to serve all of your banking needs. Remember, you can always use mobile banking, internet banking, our 24-7 access line, and ATMs. You can also give us a call at 906-635-6250 to transfer funds. Ask what the CSP family can do for you. Ask what we can do for you. For the safety and health of the communities we serve and our employees, our Central Savings Bank lobbies are now open by appointment only. CSP's drive-ups are open to serve all of your banking needs. Remember, you can always use mobile banking, internet banking, our 24-7 access line, and ATMs. You can also give us a call at 906-635-6250 to transfer funds. Ask what the CSP family can do for you. Ask what we can do for you. From the CSB family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. When it comes to you and your family's health, you want the best care possible. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Healthmark Pharmacy, is here to help. The caring and knowledgeable staff takes the time to get to know their customers, understand their needs, and help them on a path to better health. From prescription drugs to medical equipment and supplies, they are able to meet your needs. Arfstrom Pharmacy offers a prescription savings club plan. Save on over 300 prescription medications. Some as little as $4 for a 30-day supply or $10 for a 90-day supply. Club members will also enjoy big savings on other generic brand drugs too. With so many drugs covered by this plan, you could be paying a lot less for your prescription medications in the months ahead. Also, free delivery of prescription drugs within the city limits and a prescription drug pickup service at the War Memorial Community Care Clinic, Kinchlow. Call us for details at 632-9661. Arfstrom Pharmacy and Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies. A lifetime of service in the Eastern UP at the corner of Ashman and Spruce Street in the heart of downtown Sioux, Michigan. Health Mart. Caring for you and about you. 
Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. I want to thank our guests so far, including Zeke Canisto, head, or I should say general manager of the Sioux Indians, and David McKegg Jr., co-host of this show. Joining us right now, co-host of this show and host of his own show, Butch on Sports, which you can find on his webpage. Just go to simplybutch2, that's T oo.potomatic.com you can also find his shows on our website thegamesportshow.com as butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on in the metro detroit sports scene butch happy new year how you doing on this monday night sir uh, just fine, considering what here, but hey, he's just doing fine there. That's what we like to hear, Butch, and uh, well, uh, another good thing to hear is the Lions season is done, as they fell to the Minnesota Vikings yesterday by the score of 37-35, to finishing the season at 5-11, and and having their all-time worst defense ever as they allowed 519 points and almost 7,000 yards of offense this season, both franchise records. Bush, the Lions put up a fight. Why? I don't know, because why would you win that game? Uh, your thoughts on what you saw at Ford Field yesterday? Well, it's not about no gambling or whatnot there. And the, the point is it's beyond compare there. But the, the Lions got some pretty good doggone players on the team. It's just a shame that their coaching staff and most importantly, their scouting staff has not done the job there. And that's what Chris Billman, Ron Woods, and company is going to have to fix right quick there. You know, this this is a joke. Um, it, it's, it's beyond repair. But again, you can salvage a whole heck of a lot of stuff there by getting some decent people in the front office, and that's your coaching staff and also your scouts there. Uh, that has to change quick, fast, in the hurry for the Detroit Lions there. They're, they're, they're operating in, in the ice ages there, and right now they need to come to terms and coming into the modern era of football now. Well, they currently are looking for not just a general manager, but a coach, Butch. Uh, they've interviewed quite a few people already for general manager, and looks like they're interviewing a few people today. Eric Benemy from the Kansas City Chiefs was uh, reportedly uh, interviewed today. Uh, Robert Salah, who's a guy I really like, he's going to be interviewed on Thursday. You know, you know, what are you looking for, you know, covering the Lions and, you know, living in Detroit? What, what type of coach are you looking for? I know one thing you mentioned on your show a lot, Butch, is, you know, somebody that is from there. And that's where Soleil would really come into mind. But uh, what, what are attributes for a coach and a general manager that you're looking for? Well, you got to get someone who's been a Detroit Lion or associated with the Detroit Lions or in the neighborhood of Detroit Lions to understand the Detroit Lions and some of the history that they had. And since uh, William Clay Ford has acquired the Lions, that has not happened, okay? Maybe a couple times there, maybe in 91 <clears throat> and some other years there. But, again, it hasn't happened. Uh, the Lions have done a very poor job. We can go back to uh, – Mr. Moeller there when the Lions were just a game back from making the playoffs, but yet and still Matt Millen came in and fired everybody. And that's why this we're in this big fat mess we're in right now there. 
It's nothing to say that I think the Lions have picked some good players, but again, the scouting team that goes and do all the work and come back to the coaches and the general managers and give all these suggestions, they got to be spot on. You can't uh, hire veterans or get free agents that are injured from somewhere else and they they don't know about it because that's just poor, poor, poor rapport and finding out what's actually going on there. And the Lions had a lot of that. Jeff Okuda this year, we got really little to nothing out of that young man there, a first-round draft pick. Um, those are poor decisions when it comes down to find out the whole truth about the athlete in general there. And they got to do a decent job of it there. Matthew Stafford, you know, they've treated him like a slop jar, okay? And I've been, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I have been very complaining of Matthew Stafford and how he operates there. But, again, he's getting his, his marching orders from coaching staff right. and everybody who's going and doing the scouting reports and coming in on a Monday and saying, this is what we have with the other team and this is how you work. And then when he goes out in the field, he gets a dog on pie slapped in his face there and everything goes wrong. Now the team is either fighting or, you know, when they do have a lead, they don't know how to operate. That comes from the very bad defense we have had. In, in the last years, and it's just been pathetic there. Again, uh, my my choice is really on a coach, someone who knows the Lions, who understands the culture of the Lions, who maybe been a Lion. They got too many good players who still hang around the Lions for certain functions. Uh, there being some of the people in mind is uh, let's see Scott Kornkowski there. Yeah. Is a is one who hangs around the line a heck of a lot. Very smart man, very very intelligent and whatnot. It, you know, it, it's it's pathetic, okay? You, you, you that you got all these all stars there, and yet still you have absolutely nothing to go on the field. And the Ford family right now, they have showed the general public all they care about is making a bunch of money and putting a lot of hip hip parades <laughs> in public relations there. And when it comes down to the final product and getting in the stadium that they're probably still paying for, you know, that we have, uh, you know, offered to, they're giving us absolutely nothing there. And that has to change. So uh, it's a good thing that Chris Billman's there. It's a bad thing that Chris Billman doesn't take on the general manager's role and get some pointers from his brother, <laughs> Rick, okay, <laughs> who deals with the Vikings there in order to get put this team together. But that's not his choice. Or nor he he said he wanted to be his choice at this present time. He says he's not ready, but I think he's more than ready there. He knows what what it is to, to deal with this club there. If he didn't, he wouldn't have quit a very good job at Fox Sports in order to take on this particular project. Again, the Fords got a lot of money, and they never, never told us how much they're paying Chris Billman to do this. So, again, that might have something to do to it as, as well there. But, again, when all the pieces get fitted in there, we'll find out what's going on. Were you surprised that Stafford played yesterday, Butch? Who Everyone was. Yeah. Okay? And, and, Made and no this sense. Is the, 
my point is, is yes, is this is your franchise. This is your player that you depended on for so many years, paid all this money to. Why would you put him out there to get his brains beat out there, you know, physically and otherwise? That's just poor management, okay? And Or I should say negligent. If I was a lawyer, I would definitely ask him to sue him. But, you know, it, it, <laughs> I like it. it. That's that's just poor, okay? Why would you do that, okay? You know, the game means absolutely nothing, okay? It, as far as standards is concerned, you you this is your again your diamond player, which got two more years on his contract, and you put him out there for the slaughter, okay? That just doesn't make any sense. And they have done other players like that way as well. Frank Ragnar, as much as I respect him, he should not have been out there to play any football, you know. And and I know he went through a lot the last two weeks as we uh, did a, a piece with him um, last week, and he explained about his throat and all. That's, that's something that I wish would never come on anybody there, uh, a busted throat, okay, yeah. where you can't talk for two weeks and say absolutely nothing. Uh, it, again, you know, where's the brains in this operation here? It, it's just not happening, Scott. Butch, one good news note from the Detroit Lions. Uh, Matt Prater won a challenge with the Denver kicker Brandon McManus on who would kick the longest field goal of the season. Prater made a 59-yarder to beat Washington, earning the city of Detroit free beer. I don't know the details on how each person is going to be getting that beer, but uh, Butch, did you sign up for that? I didn't sign up for it, but I'm looking for my li- I'm looking for my liquor here, you know, <laughs> whatever they passed it off. And I'm quite sure something got to come from that. The light beer from Miller is the company right now who's going to cater that there, who uh, uh, they made that particular bet with, or Coors, okay? So right now, light beer from Miller will be probably coming to Michigan in order to um, satisfy the thirst of a lot of Lions fans. Yes. <laughs> well, now, when it's going to happen, no one has given any details yet. And by the way, while I'm giving details, um, on Tuesday morning at 8.30, President and CEO Ron Woods were going to be available on Zoom, so hopefully we'll get the official notice of what's going to be going on with the Detroit Lions there. Yeah, I think the Detroit Lions have driven a lot of fans towards alcoholism, Butch, over yeah, the well, years. They have done that for <laughs> many years here now. Right now I mean, the AA places are crowded. <laughs> you got that right. Butch, we're going to take our top of the hour break we'll, real quick. When you and I come back, we had a lot more to talk about in the world of Detroit sports. The Wings set to start their season next week. The Pistons uh, struggling uh, so far this season. We'll talk about that and more all coming up with Butch Davis on the Twin Sioux only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back to black. Taylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. 
While our dining room is closed, the Wicked Sister is still open for delivery and carryout. You can still order any of our crave-worthy burgers and construction dip, but now you can also order any of our beer, wine, and signature cocktails to go. Call 906-259-1086 or visit our website, wickedsistersue.com, to order. The Wicked's phone number again, 906-259-1086. For Dealey's Hyundai, proving why they are the ones to trust for your next vehicle. Bringing home three Best of the EUP awards. Winning the Best Service Department, Best Used Cars, and Best Salesperson with Sally Van Leuven. If you are thinking of getting a new or used vehicle, stop up and see the trusted staff of For Dealey's Hyundai today at 2988 Ashman Street, where all social distancing and safety precautions are being observed. Or shop from the safety of your home by going to their website. And in four easy steps, you can purchase your next vehicle from For Dealey's Hyundai. Just go to For Hyundai.com. That's Hyundai.com. For Neely's Hyundai, earning the trust of the EUP one sale at a time. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Scott Nason with you as we are continued to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. We'll be with you up until 8 o'clock. And then we'll go to Milwaukee for Detroit Pistons basketball as the Pistons taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. And Butch, that's where I wanted to start with the Detroit Pistons, uh, uh, getting their first win over the weekend on Friday over Boston and then falling to the Celtics yesterday, 122 to 120. Uh, Pistons just with the one win, one in five this season. They're going to be shorthanded tonight. No Blake Griffin, no Josh Jackson, uh, one injury, one uh, load management, I guess is what you call it. What have you seen from the Pistons so far? What stood out? And uh, just give us an update. <laughs> that, that <a> joke. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a little humorous. Yeah, it's too humorous here, man. I've seen absolutely nothing. I've seen a first-round draft pick, uh, Caleb McCase, mm. and showed absolutely nothing. Nothing. And I don't know if it's a minor league or is it a hole that you can dig in your backyard or something there. But, you know, this kid is not performing at all. Something is not right. Um, as far as that, you know, if, if brother Troy, who made the draft pick, got this kid here and, and, and given up absolutely nothing, then there's something wrong with him. And then again, you know, we go through the same motion again here. Why are we bringing in people who basically right now we got people, uh, and especially the person that is that so many veterans who visit that place there, um, the, we're talking about the uh, Little Caesars Arena that I see on a regular basis. Why was not one of those particular individuals given uh, the point of being a general manager to do 
really understand the Pistons culture there. But again, you got what you got. Um, I don't think the 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 general public or anybody in the state of Michigan is going to go be so patient in dealing with the Pistons this year when it comes down to their losing ways there. It's just not going to happen. Um, I see that coach, if things don't get better by the middle of the year, I see him out in the street, mm. okay? Because, again, uh, what I'm seeing right now versus what should be happening there is it's, 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 it's beyond repair. And speaking of Blake Griffin, I've seen nothing out of him this year either there. He's looked a total mess there. He shows flashes, but, again, uh, him being 110% healthy. I have not seen that there from him. Derrick Rose, uh, I see wilds and splatters of him, but again, he's not the emphasis of what this team is going to be all about there. And, you know, it's, it's, but then now some of the defense they played there and keep games close and keep them in there. You know, I can't down the players there, but again, some of the coaching moves and, and bringing in certain players during a, a prime time of the game where you know you got to be at your right frame of mind and putting your best players on the court. Um, those decisions has not been very tightful for Steve Mahalik, uh, to be just put in the lineup at the job he did the other night. Yeah. And, you know, you're saying that this guy, you know, he's he's a bench warmer here. You know, just something's not right there. And, again, I don't see this coach going any farther with this Pistons team at least half the semester if he don't get it right uh, with these players and, and get them motivated in a, in a proper sense where you can see something coming out of this here. From what I've seen from the Pistons, Butch, I would agree with what you just said there. I think the big bright spots for them, I think Jalen Brown has been a nice addition. He's been averaging 16 points before his injury. And I, I, I liked what I've seen out of Sadiq Bey, one of the other draft picks. Uh, you know, he, he's been okay, but, you know, other than that, you know, you mentioned Killian Hayes. I understand that, you know, he didn't get the, you know, the training camp that many rookies normally get, but boy, there, there's some serious questions with him right now. I agree. That's no excuse. Okay. When you got a high draft, the draft pick was number seven. Yeah. In the country, yep. Come on, I that's agree. A joke here. Come on, somebody you know was sitting on the toilet and got the paper here or something. There's <laughs> something amused them that they didn't get it right. But again, you know, hopefully this kid kind of wakes up and give uh, the the general public uh, what we think he can give the team. Because right now he's given absolutely nothing there. Let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings, Butch. Uh, they've opened up training camp at Little Caesars Arena this past weekend. Uh, they will open up playing next Thursday at home against Carolina, playing in the Central Division, a 56-game schedule. We'll have the games over on our sister station, 1230 WSOO. I know the Wings have had a lot of uh, Zoom meetings and press conferences. Butch, what can you tell us about how training camp has gone so far? <laughs> uh, I guess it's, you don't get to see them too much. You get to see some B-rolls and whatnot of what camp is going on right now. But, you know, as far as the press being invited to 
the training camps there. Uh, to my knowledge, there's no press been invited other than the Zoom meetings and whatnot there. So there's really nothing I can tell you what's going on from the internal there. The Probably the biggest day is when they cut everyone or because they got 40 players in the camp there who they're going to keep and who they're going to kind of relegate to maybe the Europe or maybe to the Ontario League if and when it starts. Yeah. It's not going and that don't look too doggone promising right now. So you got a lot of players right now who basically, hopefully they're hungry because I don't think Steve Eisman's going to take it too much. He, you know, I think he got some very talented players who are ready to, to fill their roles and, and get in there and play some rough hockey there and make uh, the, you know, the city proud. But again, you don't really know what's going on and how this thing is going to set up. So I guess the patients have to come in and find out what's the actual starting lineups or the actual rosters going to be for the team in order for them to endure. One thing for sure, you're going to play one set of, of, um, of teams the whole season and no more, no less. So, that ought to be something very strange to deal with there. Yeah, and there's some pretty good teams in that division, Butch, including the defending champ Tampa Bay, Florida, Dallas, Columbus, Chicago, Nashville. I mean, not a whole lot of easy outs in in that division. Mm, no, not at all. I tell you, if if, if the Red Wings think this is a, a pushover, it, it's not. It, it's a temporary fix of them being in the division they're in there. But again, when the crap hit the fan, uh, they're going to have to come out there really strong there because, again, uh, we know that everything is not set in scroll as far as um, covert issues there is not set in scroll on if this uh, season's going to be interrupted. Uh, it's a lot of things missing parts right now and pieces going in. And also I mentioned, which was the big hang-up before they got to camp maybe so late, was the Piston deal there and how that place is going to be relegated because right. now they're using both arenas there as the Pistons are out of town. They now can set up the arena the ice up on the main floor and still have the basement floor for other doggone workouts as well. So the players will be a lot more spread out there as far as ice time is concerned with the uh, extra auxiliary coaches they have there to make uh, hopefully better decisions on who they're going to keep on the team. Butch Davis joining us on the game from Metro Detroit. Butch, uh, six weeks until spring training, the Detroit Tigers, and really most of baseball been kind of quiet as far as free agent signings. Uh, over the break, they did sign the Tigers uh, a one-year deal to right-handed pitcher Jose Arena, a $3.25 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. But really, that's about it as far as things I've seen on the Tigers the last couple weeks. Uh, pretty quiet on the uh, Tiger front. It's time quiet in Major League Baseball because really we don't know when spring training is going to actually start. That has been the big question for you know me as a media person there because again we have not gotten a definitive date on that particular there. Some say February 13th, some say a little bit in March when it's going to start there. So we really don't know. The best thing and parameter I have right now is 
and some of the players who are able to go down in Dominican and other parts of South America there to play baseball and, you know, just keep it intact and keep in shape. And, and we're getting reports on that through Carlos Guillon, uh, Tuve there. Right. But again, we're, we're, other than that, we're getting absolutely nothing from the other players that they have to find places to kind of do their thing. And, uh, get you know get some reps in or whatever they have to do to get themselves in shape so whenever this starts off and when it's happening uh <clears throat> they'll be in pretty good doggone shape to do it we we may be surprised again and it might be in the town that they are residing in for for detroit there may not be no florida ball there but we'll find out the wait-and-see kind of method on how this is going to jump off here. Butch, we talked earlier about the high school sports season resuming, we think, uh, this weekend as uh, high school football playoffs will resume, as well as volleyball and swimming and diving next week. Uh, you know, uh, our, our good friend Mark Ewell took some lumps over the past couple weeks, uh, you know, due to, you know, having one set of standards and then the Department of Health saying you got to do this and they've had to change some things up, but it looks like... Like we're going to see high school football here this weekend, I think. <laughs> well, we put them to the pedal to the metal we had on on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in regards to that there, because again we knew it wasn't going to be no party when it come down to setting things up for the particular this particular season. Um, but again, this is <laughs> a new normal here. Yep. And we're going to see how really this flies very much so there with the football players staying protected. I'm quite sure a lot of football dead playing, doing a lot of practicing, not outside. And that's where many of the uh, standards of the health departments would like the football players to be practicing that there rather than do anything in a gym or somewhere where basically you're not only putting the risk of the uh, the players, but you're putting the risk of the student body there because once you practice, you got to clean the doggone place out. and It's got to be 100% because if you're using the gym for just your regular activities during the day, uh, Monday through Friday, and then you're using that same facility to practice, it's not going to be too doggone kosher there. So I'm quite sure a lot of separation with the bigger clubs has to has to happen. But we'll see this Friday if there's going to be football or there's going to be a slow up or the governor's going to come in and say, oh, wait a oh, minute, boy. the health department do it as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't envy Mark at all and what decisions that has to be made in order to get the season done. But he's, this is going to be a rough one there, but we'll see what happens. And another challenge once winter sports season begins, Butch, is it looks like competitions can begin at the earliest if all things go well on January 23rd. And, you know, for example, the Michigan High School Athletic Association championships, those dates haven't moved. They're still in March. So you're looking at mm -hmm. a, a five-week season where many of these teams are going to try to play as many games as they can. And we talked about this a few weeks ago with uh, Pat Bennett, head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil girls basketball team who joined us on the roundtable a few weeks ago talking about right. just being able to find referees. You know, they're at a shortage up here big time. You know, that's another challenge. And then just the the health and safety aspects of, you know, a lot of these kids haven't done anything for a while. They have a week of practice and there's, you know, going to be playing games. There, there's lots of challenges and potential pitfalls ahead. 
Yeah, and also volunteers who deal right. with maybe the football club who feed maybe the pregame meals. Uh, a lot of the teams have that particular setup or arrangements with the parents and whatnot. Uh, you also got to deal with those same parents or some volunteers in order to keep separation of the players, uh, just socially little things, making sure they have masks on their face, making sure they're obeying all the rules, making sure they're dealing with separation in the practices and whatnot. This is going to be a jam up uh, second and none. Then you guys will also look at if they're going to be playing any outdoor football and maybe one of these snowstorms coming yeah. through there and just blowing everybody away. <laughs> That's it. I don't, again, I don't envy Mark at all there. So, again, we're going to see how this is going to come to terms there. We have not had at least in lower Michigan, a major snowstorm as of yet. But I know and it's happened up, up in the upper peninsula there, so they're a little bit more prepared in dealing with this. No one wants to play in the snow, I guess, you know, but, again, a little bit more prepared than the people in the lower peninsula if that happens. Bushmel, before we go to break, uh, we'll be joined by E.J. Russell for the roundtable coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, normally I ask this at the end of the show, but I'm going to ask it right now. What's on? What's in store, rather, for Butch on sports this week. I've certainly missed it over the break. What what do you got going on this week? I didn't. But yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> We're back on tap on Wednesday there to give you some I probably got a lot to discuss there through the time we've been off the air. Uh, took a little break here to kind of get the old vocal cords and old help. Nope, oh, and Butch left us. He was just going to talk about Butch on sports. We'll have to get to him in a moment. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We'll talk more regional and national sports for our roundtable. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Buffalo Wild Wings wants to help you get through the work week. And Tuesdays and Thursdays might just be the worst days. That's why they've created Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays with a buy one, get one free offer. Let's crush this week together with Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays at the Sault Ste. Marie Buffalo Wild Wings. When you're looking to score a great pizza, make your play with your favorite hometown team at Guido's. Well known for their pizza, someone once said, You can't live on just pizza. Something they may not agree with at Guido's. You'll also love their pasta, salads, breads, and of course, their Guido Tizers. Make a power play and order online at guidospizzasu.com. And while you're there, look for their college student special coupon and save 15% on one regularly priced menu item. Guido's Pizza, 2673 Ashman. Call 906-635-0066. When you shop locally, you're helping the local economy. It's the same when you're a member of the credit union. We reinvest your money right here in town, so your investment becomes your neighbor's loan. You could say that around here, we know the neighborhood. Sioux Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at SiouxCoop.com. 
Everybody knows that H&R Block is the premier tax preparation group in the nation. But did you know that H&R Block offers year-round bookkeeping and business services that will help your small business cut costs, make profits, and streamline the business end of operations? From payroll and bookkeeping to expert tax prep and advice, see the friendly folks at H&R Block on I-75 Business Spur in the Michigan Sioux. Call 635-5970. Put H&R Block to work on your small business. You'll be glad you did. H&R Block, which is the Hockey Lakers success. Is it time to install new windows, doors, or paneling? Perhaps you're finally going to build that new deck or addition you've been talking about, or repair the roof. Stop at Sue Builder Supply. You'll find helpful advice and quality materials that will make every job easier. Whether you're ready to paint, insulate, install new windows, or kitchen cabinets, the team at Sue Builder Supply will make the task less daunting by coaching you with great how-to tips. When there's a building or remodeling project in store, make your first stop Sue Builder Supply. You'll receive the best building materials and hardware and great project advice every time. Sue Builder Supply, helping you make your building and remodeling projects a reality. On Johnston by the Bridge in Sioux, Michigan. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 719 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you coming up at 8 o'clock. We'll be joining the Detroit Pistons broadcast as the Pistons take on the Milwaukee Bucks. We're continuing to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and joining the roundtable host of the hot seat in Escanaba, Michigan, and co-host of this show here on ESPN 1400, EJ Russell, joining us on the game. EJ, how you doing tonight, sir, and Happy New Year. Yo, Happy New Year to you boys as well. Happy to be here as always. This is like the ultimate super awesome Ultra Victory Monday for me, so I'm in a fantastic mood. I'm, I'm sure you are, EJ, and uh, let's start there with the first topic. Uh, EJ, we'll give you the first topic. Uh, what would you like to talk about tonight? Well, I would like to take two seconds to talk about my number 11th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes finding a way <laughs> to beat the Clemson Tigers in a rematch of last year's college football playoff semifinal. Uh, finally, the Buckeyes getting some uh, a much-needed win over Clemson. Alabama finding a way to put Notre Dame away. Roll Tide. Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah, I knew that was coming. We got Ohio State versus Alabama for the national championship. Um, so my two questions for you guys is who's winning the game, uh, and do you think Ohio State should be there? Butch, uh, we'll go to you first. <laughs> you don't want to hear me here on this one here. Again, you know, I, I didn't watch any of the games here. I really didn't. I got the scores after the – at the 11 o'clock news there, or close to it there, and I had that's uh, when I heard Ohio State would beat the crap out of Clemson. That game had not been finalized as of yet. Uh, you know, I really don't care. I really don't care because this has been what you call a rotten season there. And again, I'm one of them advocates that this playoff system they got is just totally 
washed up here, you know, and and it's got to find a lot more better legitimacy than what it is. But if you really want to know, we're in the Big Ten, so we're going to go with Ohio State on the win there. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to differ on that one, Butch. Uh, Certainly Ohio State proved that they should be there, uh, despite, you know, not uh, playing a whole lot of games and being ranked 11th by Dabble Sweeney. I thought it was pretty sweet justice for Ohio State. And what Ohio State showed is how they can play, and they certainly played well. Justin Fields with the six touchdowns, uh, exposing a, a weekend to Clemson's secondary. And they're going to need all the weapons to take on Alabama. You know, Alabama, they've been consistent all year long. I mean, you look at that offense and, you know, Devonta Smith just, you know, winning the um, AP College Football Player of the Year, uh, the first wide receiver to be named that. And, and you just look at what this team can do. Mac Jones, a solid quarterback. I would certainly uh, entertain thoughts to draft him if I was the Detroit Lions. Draft any quarterback, but that's beside the point. This is a pretty sexy matchup, in my opinion, EJ. Obviously, Alabama, Ohio State, they have a lot of history. Ohio State has won 931 games in their history. Alabama, 928. Crimson Tide have 15 national championships. The Buckeyes have eight. That was not off the top of my head for those that are scoring at home. I like Alabama in this game, EG. I just think that they have too many offensive weapons, but certainly Ohio State did prove that they should be there, and I will certainly, next Monday night after the show, be rolling Tide. Roll Tide, roll. Well, I mean, Alabama probably has what looks like one of the most scary offenses well, Scott, you, you, you kind of beat me to the punch there um, with that wide receiver winning player of the year. I think he's going to be the first guy that we see uh, to not play either the running back or quarterback position since the year 2000 to win the award yeah. for the Heisman Trophy. I do believe that he is going to win this year. I think it's three running backs since 2000 have won the Heisman Trophy. All others were quarterbacks, and I believe the three are Reggie Bush, uh, Mark Ingram, and... Uh, Derek Henry, the only three players that didn't play quarterback since 2000 to win the award. So this will be really cool. I think this will be the first wide receiver to win the Heisman and Desmond Howard at Michigan, I want to say. Could be so correct. That, that'd be cool just to kind of mix, mix up the, the Heisman there. But Alabama's got a scary team. They're led by one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the history of college football. Uh, but I think that Dabo Sweeney did light a fire under the Buckeyes. They came out swinging hard uh, against the Clemson Tigers and really – kind of put them away and quieted some of the doubters and showing that we are one of the best four teams in the country. We're not the 11th best team in the country. So um, I, I think that some of the advantage that Ohio State may have in this game is because they haven't played 11, 12 games like an Alabama has. They might be a little bit better rested coming into the national championship game. So um, I'll take my Buckeyes, Scott. I'm sure you'll be taking the Crimson Tide, but I'm not going to take them by a lot. I'd be taking them straight up here. Very good. Uh, Butch Davis, let's go to the next topic. The floor is yours. What would you like to talk about tonight? I don't know. I really don't know here. I mean, let's look at the NFL and their wild card playoff extravaganza this weekend. Yes, indeed. The schedule is out. Uh, the Saturday games, the Indianapolis Colts, the seventh seed in the AFC, they're going to travel to Buffalo to take on the Red Hot Bills at 1 o'clock on Saturday. The 440 game, the Rams, who needed a win to get in, they did. They're going to go to Seattle again to take on the Seahawks, where the number three seed in the 
NFC, uh, Tampa Bay, the five seed in the NFC, going to be a pretty heavy favorite against the NFC East winner, the Washington Redskins. I'm going to get more to that in my topic. That's the 8-15 game Sunday games. The Baltimore Ravens favored over the hometown Tennessee Titans. Titans just squeaking by. Uh, Houston uh, to to clinch the division. The Bears, uh, despite the loss, getting in. They're the seventh seed in the NFC. They'll take on the Saints. And then, I know, EJ, you're going to talk a lot about this one. The Browns, with a big win yesterday, they will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The first thing I'm going to say, Butch, is I love the new format of having three games in one day and two games with three games or two days with three games on a weekend, six playoff games next weekend. That's outstanding. Uh, you know, you know, looking at these matchups, I wouldn't want to play the Buffalo bills right now. They're playing some incredible football. I, I would expect them to uh, easily dispose of the Indianapolis Colts Ram Seahawks. I, I'm not quite sure on that one you know, the Seahawks, they haven't impressed me a whole lot as of late. The Rams, obviously, Jared Goff's status is still in question, but the uh, Wolford played pretty well in that victory over Arizona. I still like the Seahawks because they're at home. Tampa Bay over Washington. I just I don't see how Washington wins this game. I think Tampa Bay has too many weapons. I think the best game of the day on Sunday, well, there's two good ones. Uh, the Ravens-Titans, that one... I wouldn't want to play the Ravens right now. That Tennessee defense is stretched and they're allowing a lot of yards. And you look at Baltimore and that offense getting rolling. They're getting good running game with J.K. Dobbins. I like the Ravens in that one. Saints over the Bears easily, I think. And then the Browns and the Steelers. Hmm. That is a tough one. Certainly a place that the Browns have not played well at Heinz Field. I almost called it Three Rivers Stadium there going in my Wayback Machine. But you know what? Just just because I want to put EJ in a good mood, I'm going to take the Browns in, in a slight upset. I don't, I don't think it's a big upset because I think the Browns and Steelers are very evenly matched. So I'm, I'm Just because they haven't been to the playoffs in 2002 and they experience a lot of the same pain that the Lions fans do, I'm going to take Cleveland in that one. EJ, Wild Card Weekend, your thoughts? Well, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm going to briefly touch on the Browns, okay? Because this is the Browns' first playoff appearance uh, since 2002. Scott, as you just pointed out, um, now I'm going to ask you guys, you may or may not remember this. Do you remember who the Browns played in the 2002 playoffs? No idea. They matched up against the Pittsburgh Steelers ah. in the first round. And guess who won that game? Pittsburgh. You're darn right, because we ain't done much since 2000. So, <laughs> yes, Pittsburgh won that game in what was a rematch of a division rivalry in the playoffs, which is always a lot of fun to do. Uh, I, I, I just don't know that, <clears throat> excuse me, unless the Browns, <clears throat> Unless the Browns rush, you got to get over 100 from Nick Chubb. You got to have Baker with one interception, one turnover or less. And Kareem Hunt's got to be phenomenal in the passing game. I, I just don't know that our defense is good enough to stop Pittsburgh on their best day. So I, I think Pittsburgh finds a way to win that game, playing spoiler to what is an amazing season for the Browns. Um, you know, I think Kevin Stavansky should be, uh, you know, um, coach of the year. Uh, if not the Dolphins coach, um, what's his name right now? It's slipping my mind. Flores. Oh man. Yes. Thank you. Um, he, he's a candidate for coach of the year as well, but, um, the matchup that intrigues me the most is certainly the Rams Seahawks, just cause that was real tight out West anyways. Um, but Scott, and I, I think I might steal a little bit of your thunder, uh, comeback player of the year has to be Alex Smith for taking the Washington football team to the playoffs, uh, despite having a losing record. 
Uh, that's incredible. The fact that he even stepped back on the field is amazing. Uh, and not only that, he's taken his team to the playoffs. One yeah. playoff playoffs. I, I mean, just unbelievable to, to see what he's done since coming back into the league. Um, you know, the Tampa matchup, I'm, I, I couldn't care that much about because I think they're going to beat Washington. The, the one team that's in there that I guess bothers me, though, has got to be the Bears. I mean, hey. Like, at least Washington won their division, but just felt like the Bears are not a playoff team this year. I mean, good on you for getting in. That's that's half the battle. Once you make the dance, anything can happen. I think the Giants proved that getting in as a wild card. And both of the times they won their Super Bowls against the New England Patriots. So anything can happen once you get to the dance. But uh, the, the best matchup of the weekend is probably going to be uh, that Rams-Seahawks matchup. Butch, is going to be a wild, wild card weekend. Your thoughts on your topic? Well... <laughs> Woo! This is going to be kind of a wacky weekend there. I, I kind of like the way they got this set up there. That's why I can't stand right now the college football kind of set up because pro football could do it and the other divisions could do it. Why can't Division One and football get their stuff straight? But what do I know, huh? <laughs> uh, Indianapolis and Buffalo, that's going to be a good one. I'll take Buffalo, I'll take Indianapolis there, although that's going to be close. Um, Seattle and the Rams, of course, I'm going with Seattle, of course, on that particular one there. No no offense to the Rams. Tampa Bay and Washington. Who would have think, by golly, that a team of Washington stature will have a home field advantage because these division winners there with the record they got, they'll host Tampa Bay. Now, hopefully they don't sneak no people in there to see Washington play. It might be tough for Tampa Bay, but again, Tampa Bay is probably going to be favorite of the win in that game. And on Sunday, it's kind of very interesting there. They got stations like, uh, for instance, at the 1 o'clock game, uh, ESPN, ABC, uh, the Portes, and also Freeform. Wow, Freeform. on Freeform wow. to, for football there. I don't know what the deal is on that there. Now, the 4 o'clock, 40 game is going to be, CBS, Nickelodeon, <laughs> Amazon Prime, and all access for that particular Nickelodeon? Game. <laughs> what? Yes, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is a game. Wow. The poor kids, they're, they're, they're trying to scramble their brains here. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on with that one as well there, but those are the places you can watch the game. And, of course, the 815 game, of course, on NBC, Telemundo and the Peacock station will have this particular game along with NBC Sports. That's giving a lot of access to football games in general, which is pretty doggone good uh, compared to what they're trying to reach our, our audience in. I'm quite sure that's probably their plans in doing some of this stuff there. But we'll wait and see on uh, the weekend. There. This is going to be pretty doggone good there. Football all day long, all night long. And if you got to go work on Monday, you're going to be crap out of luck. <laughs> Exactly. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back. I'm going to throw out a topic NFL related to tank or not to tank. That is the question coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Quick as a wink, Christmas is over and the after Christmas sale is on at Das Gift House. Save 50% off most Christmas decorations, night lights, snow globes, silver angels, solar garden items, Lions football, selected Wonder Woman and Batman travel mugs, and winter scarves. Save 25% off gym shore snowmen and angels, and save 25% off all Minnetonka moccasins, slippers, and leather wallets and purses. Like sales? Get the Das Gift House Shopper Rewards card and save all year. 
Assorted religious items and First Communion gifts are 25 to 50% off. The After Christmas Sale, now in progress at Das Gift House. Open 9.30 a.m. until 6.01 p.m. seven days a week. Close New Year's Day. Das Gift House in the Sioux, at the corner of West Portage Avenue and Osborne Boulevard across from the Sioux Locks. Visit our sister store, Shirts and Things, right next door for great sales as well. Visit Das Gift House online and follow on Facebook. If you're looking for friendly, competent, caring insurance service for your home, auto, business, or farm in the eastern Upper Peninsula, see the folks at Don Wilson Insurance at 110 Dawson Street in the Sioux today. Don Wilson Insurance has worked with Fremont Insurance of Michigan for the past 20 years, and Fremont's been providing the finest coverage in the state of Michigan since 1876. For competitive rates on all your insurables, see the friendly staff at Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, serving the EUP since 1999. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, big fans of Lake Superior State University and the Lakers. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 734 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. We'll continue to be joined by Butch Davis and EJ Russell for tonight's edition of the Roundtable. Don't forget, at 8 o'clock, we'll have Detroit Pistons basketball as the Pistons will be taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Gentlemen, let's keep it in the NFL. And I alluded to it before the break to tank or not to tank. That is the question. We see it at the end of NFL seasons because unlike uh, some other leagues, the NBA and the NHL, they don't have a draft lottery. So teams many times are jockeying for position to get a better draft pick. And we saw several instances of that yesterday. You know, the Detroit Lions, they put out a effort uh, playing Matt Stafford and, and playing a very spirited game when, in my opinion, as a Detroit Lions fan, they had no reason to because they could have picked 12th. Now they pick 7th. We saw other teams like Pittsburgh uh, rest some of their starters, Kansas City, among others. And then we saw last night Philadelphia, and that's kind of been one of the big stories today as far as what head coach Doug Peterson had his team do or not do. I mean, they didn't rest all their starters, but they took out their starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and to me, it looked like they might have uh, tanked that game, helping out the Washington Football Club. I know the New York Giants weren't very happy about that, but the Giants shouldn't have uh, been in that position anyway. When you're depending on another opponent to beat a team to get in the playoffs, then you haven't done your job. So the question I have to you, we'll start with EJ and then go to you, Butch, is tanking at the end of the season. Are you all right with that? Ooh, um. Uh, yes and no. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the Jets winning uh, that game, um, I, I think I said it kind of restored my faith in football uh, and, and the fact that players want to win. Um, I think that they should always be trying to win, but I certainly understand, you know, um, you know, losing a game to, to to advance yourself in the draft. I mean, this this is not a one and done league. Okay, you got to come in and out every year and be ready to go. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily had an issue with an organization tanking. I think blatantly throwing a game partway through that that's kind of classless. If you're gonna play the game, you play the game. If you're gonna if you're gonna tank the game, tank the game. If you're gonna play to play, then get your best players out there and play. Um, you know. 
we have no issues when teams that lock up playoff spots rest starters so that they're ready for the playoffs, but yet we have issue with the team bettering themselves for the draft. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on tanking. I understand that it's a I'll say this. I understand it's a necessary evil. Um, I think as a player, I would have a hard time not trying to go out there and win. I believe that the players are trying to win. I just believe that the organizations are not giving the teams the pieces to be able to accomplish uh, those goals. Butch, we see a lot of the scenario I just described with the Detroit Lions. Many times they don't tank games and win games that they shouldn't and get worse draft picks. I'll pose that same question to you. To tank or not to tank? How do you feel? Yeah, come on, yeah. You got Matthew Stafford going out there looking like the spirit of 76, okay? <laughs> spirit of 76? The other player who got his throat cut or whatever it may be, he's out there playing. Yeah. Frank Ryan, no. No, I'm, I'm not for the tanking, okay? I'm, I'm just so sorry with it there. So that's why um, Gabe got his behind fire from the Jets. And you know what? He'll find a better team to go to and coach there. But you know what? I don't believe any player will want to go out there and do poorly. Unless they're on the gambling take there. And then, yet again, that's another day, another <laughs> story. But And don't be surprised if that's not happening there because the stuff has not hit the fan as of yet. But, again, I, I, I can't see that being squeaky clean when gambling is part of the the everyday life of sports there. But uh, it, it, you, you can't take no – you shouldn't take no games there. And the owners and also the media who's in up there advocating that certain people or certain teams should tank. And I know it goes around in here too as well. The low brain, low p brain mind people there and doing something like that. It just, it's just totally unethical to me. So, no, I ain't with the tanking. You know, I'm kind of where EJ is. I, I can see some benefits of it. I can see some benefits against it. Uh, what I just couldn't. What's the benefit? Well, what I couldn't believe, well, getting a better draft pick would be, a, and your future. Well, or get a quarterback like Tua, but what I really can't understand is why what the Detroit Lions did in a meaningless game put out a quarterback that's your boy, that's your franchise that has a bum, what, knee, foot, thumb, back, ribs, I mean, all of the above, and you put him out there in a game that he shouldn't be out there, so I, I don't agree with that. But but as far as, you know, Philadelphia, for example, they're, they're taking a lot of heat today from people that are saying, you know, well, they gave Washington, the Washington football team the, the championship. Well, guess what? They also got the sixth pick. And so it worked to their advantage. You know, Doug Peterson said he wanted to get a look at the third string quarterback who's been there for years. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I buy that. So, you know, I, I guess I'm OK with it in some ways and not OK with it in others. So I'm being uh, pretty much contradicting myself live on air ej russell we got to go ahead let me ask you a quick question scott because you're, you're you're criticizing the lions for stafford going back out there do you not believe a little bit that some of that's got to be matt stafford because he he's the kind of guy no. no not at all but yeah but when matt stafford no. gets hurt Come on. always can matt stafford his entire career went hurt continues to go back in a football game well you know what here i, I come to save the day it's not working with me here buddy I know, but I can see a scenario where Matt Stafford's like, no, no, no. Like, if this is going to be my last year in Detroit, no, I'm going out there. I'm playing. Like, I can. I can well, how would he know that? But if this is last year playing, maybe he plans on retiring. No, no, no. Please. No. has inscribed that this is his last year. As far as I'm concerned right now, he's going right. to fulfill a two-year contract. And nothing, and nothing get told rid us of the barrier, Calvin, we're going to retire. 
Well, he doesn't announce. You said he's not announcing his retirement. Well, Calvin or Barry didn't really announce theirs. They just kind of, oh, done. But they don't have to. He's got two more years in there. Well, he's going to play football. He's going to dedicate that to Detroit Lions. Now, Detroit Lions decide they want to do something with him and trade him. They look like the big fools there. If you get the guy so much doggone money and you got nothing out of it, that's not all his fault. That's the scheme of the coaching staff. That's the scheme of the, the, uh, the scouting staff and getting those players prepared for the game there. That's who I blame. Yeah, and he shouldn't be out there, period. What more does he, he have to yeah. There. What more does he have to prove? And the thing with Matt Stafford is yes, he's a he's a good quarterback, but we've seen twelve years of what he does. In those type of games, he's fantastic. But in big games, not so much. Just look at the record book. EJ, uh, we got time for one more topic before we go to the next break. The floor is yours, sir. Ooh, this is a tough one because I was not prepared for two topics tonight. Um, wing it. All right, let's just do this. Okay, winging it. Um, favorite AFC NFC team uh, to come out of the playoff year who's matching up in the Super Bowl? All right, and Butch. Why? We talked wild card. Now we're looking a little further down the road. AFC champ, NFC champ. Your thoughts? <laughs> Kansas City's going to be there. Who's going to play them? I have no idea. But Kansas City's going to be there. It may be a little rough in the first round for Kansas City, being that they got that week by. Yeah. Kansas City will be there for the NFC. Ooh, it's hard to not to, uh, to look at Green Bay as uh, the leading team right now. But, again, Green Bay's defense is not as uh, really extravagant as some other teams' defenses in there uh, who's playing playoff game. And I think what in the NFC, that's what's going to reign supreme is the defense. So, uh, oh boy, you got me. NFC, I'm undecided. I know the AFC, I'm going to look at Kansas City and Baltimore. Yeah, AFC, Butch, I see Kansas City coming out of there. Uh, Buffalo certainly is going to uh, make some noise, I think, the way they're playing. You know, you mentioned Kansas City not playing this week. A lot of their starters didn't play uh, this past week, so it could be two weeks. But I don't think that's going to matter with that team. I mean, until Patrick Mahomes has a stumble in a big game, I'm going to keep picking them. And so I like Kansas City in the AFC. NFC a little maybe uh, different or a little more clouded as far as who I think comes in. I think if New Orleans would have gotten that home field advantage with their running game, I would maybe favor the Saints a little bit over Green Bay. But the road will go through Green Bay, and the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, they're getting a running game. Defense, like Butch said, maybe not their strongest suit, but certainly I think they have enough weapons offensively. And Aaron Rodgers, you might as well just give him the MVP now because he deserved it, what, 48 touchdown passes this year and the way Devontae Adams has played. I like them in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Kansas City, Green Bay, I know that's kind of a boring pick, but it certainly would make for a great Super Bowl. EJ, your thoughts? I I love Green Bay it, it, it coming out of the NFC. I just think that they are the best football team. They're Aaron Rodgers MVP. Give it to him. Uh, you know, he's having an okay year. <laughs> yeah. Um. I really, really like what's going on in Buffalo, though. Yes, Kansas City is probably the best team in the AFC. However, it is very difficult to make two consecutive runs of winning Super Bowl. Not many teams have done it back-to-back. You know, not many teams get there every single year. It is a very difficult task to do. And you have to go up against 
an AFC with a ton of talent. What was the worst team the AFC in the playoffs was ten and five or eleven and six? I it just it, like teams that were ten and five missed the playoffs in, in the or teams that were ten and six missed the playoffs uh, in the AFC. It's not like the NFC were an eight and eight and a losing team get in there. The AFC is a tough division, and I think that Buffalo having that home advantage until they line up against Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City's at good as home without their fans. Um, I, I think that this is Buffalo's time. They've been good for a couple of years now. I, I think that they're going to return to the Super Bowl in, in uh, a year where you see two cold-weather teams, and I love it. Um, so I'll go Bills-Packers for the Super Bowl. Let's take our final break here on the game. We come back, we'll have time for one more topic, and then we'll get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Looking for a good pre-owned car, SUV, or truck to get you through the coming winter? See the great selection of used vehicles on the lot now at Sue Motors. More than 25 SUVs and 20 or more cars and trucks are available for the huge year-end savings program. Lots of escapes priced to sell, Explorers, Edges, F-150s, and there are nine sedans on the lot. If you want new wheels this winter, see the sales staff at Sue Motors today. Sue Motors on 3 Mile across from Walmart in the Michigan Sioux. Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly, knowledgeable Ace associates about our Ace Royal Paint, a high-quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal Paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, the helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to serving you real soon. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan. I support our community, so I shop locally and work with other area businesses whenever I can. My credit union does too, so I became a member there. My credit union offers online bill pay, mobile banking, and e-statements. I get first-name friendly service along with faster, smarter banking. That's an unbeatable combination. Sioux Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at SiouxCoop.com. Just because another mandate has come down from Lansing doesn't mean you still can't enjoy your favorite food and drinks from Sioux Brewing Company. Open every day, offering carryout. During the present mandate, we're offering $2 off growler fills. So treat yourself to a Laker Gold, Maggie's Irish Red, or 13 IPA. Now on the corner of Ashman Street and Portage Avenue, your town, your beer, Sioux Brewing Company. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also find our show online. We podcast the full two-hour version at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. You can usually find that broadcast right around 8.30 here tonight. You can also find our shows at thegamesportshow.com. As we're continuing to be joined by Butch Davis and EJ Russell on the roundtable, don't forget we'll have Pistons basketball at the top of the hour as the Pistons take on the Milwaukee Bucks. But we still have more sports to talk about, and we'll go to Butch Davis for another topic on the roundtable. Butch? We've covered a lot. What's on your mind in the world of sports? Uh, <clears throat> well, let's try to make this one. Uh, uh, let's see the, the NBA. 
And I've seen a lot of covert stuff in here with basketball. I'm looking at Coach K in the quarantine after exposed to covert and also Durant, who's been laid up for about a year and a half, but he's now sidelined with two covert protocol there. Uh, should it get tougher or softer? Yeah, good question, Butch. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Kevin Durant's going to miss four games as he uh, was exposed, I believe, to COVID-19. Uh, also Villanova, uh, you know, one of the higher-ranked teams in college basketball. They have postponed three games due to COVID-19. You know, locally, I can attest to this with the uh, Lake Spirit State University Laker basketball team that is looking to resume. They have to test their athletes six times a week. And I imagine it's like that, uh, I would assume, with the NBA. But we're still seeing, uh, you know, these these you know pauses, cancellations, and such. It's a little different life for the NBA this year than when they went under their bubble. And, and certainly it's something that they're going to have to, you know, try to navigate through. The NFL, while they did have some bumps and bruises along the road, uh, knock on wood, uh, you know, they've been able to get in all their games and you know, they've had some players that have been out obviously with Cleveland a couple weeks ago with their whole wide receiving core, uh, hopping in the hot tub and, and getting some COVID that didn't work out too well, but you know, I'm all in favor of, of strict regulations as far as, you know, getting these games in, we're going to see the NHL start next week. Again, all different ball game for the NHL compared to last season because they're not in the bubble. So, you know, if these outbreaks continue, they got to look at making uh, stricter standards. Otherwise, we're going to see this thing, you know, possibly spiral where you're looking at possibly having games or weeks of games even being canceled like we saw with Major League Baseball early on. So I'm all in favor of stricter standards to, uh, you know, try to get these games in and, and navigate through this pandemic. EJ Russell, your thoughts? I've been pretty kind of in the middle here. Like, we wanted sports back. We knew that there was risk of players getting sick. Unless you're in a completely controlled bubble environment, this is going to happen, right? Just like in everyday life, people get the flu every year, right? Unfortunately, this is one of those things that if we're going to try to continue to live normal, non-bubble, restricted lives, people are going to get sick and you do the best that you can um, with what you have to try to prevent people from getting it. But there are situations out there that are beyond your control. For example, uh, somebody's got to get your groceries, you know. So if you go to a grocery store and somebody else touched something, well, you don't know. You do your best to try to protect yourself. You do your best to try to protect others. But there's so many places where it, it could come in. Yes, they do a lot of this contact tracing and, and this and that. But if we want players on the courts, on the field, on the ice, whatever their venue may be, we need to understand that some of them are going to get sick. Now, the Kevin Durant thing is he may have been exposed to it, so he's quarantining for, what is it, I believe, seven-day period. Uh, not a full uh, quarantine, I suppose. But, you know, uh, I, I think that we're doing what we can with what we have to give the fans what they want, um, which is a product. Put players on the court, on the field, on the ice, and give us something to watch because – we all remember those two months where, you know, EJ's waking up at four o'clock in the morning to watch Korean baseball. Yeah, don't want to go back. <laughs> That's right. I enjoyed, I very much enjoyed the KBO, uh, you know, Samsung Lions, the, the, the Doosan Bears. I was a big fan of all those teams, but 
I don't want to go back to that. I, I like seeing the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. I like seeing Ohio State compete for national championships. Uh, you know, Michigan is going to be coming up here. Michigan, Michigan State basketball. They've always been great programs. So, um, I, I, I want to keep sports back. And the reality is, uh, I, I think that we're doing as good of a job as we almost can, uh, to give the fans the product that they want, which but- is players playing. Excuse me, AJ Butch. Uh, great topic. Your thoughts before we go to our thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah, I'm going to make this short and sweet. No, I don't think it. everybody's doing their best there. When players are going in the strip joints, bars, <laughs> uh, uh, cuckoo joints, or whatever you want to call it, there and we Haskins. find out, and some teams' results uh, will, will will show that, and some teams are. Uh, uh, very player friendly where they're not going to tell you where they've been, but knowing some good and well, the player done something wrong. Uh, no, I ain't going around with all that crap there. You know, it, this is a thing right now. People are, yes, they are going to get sick. Everything is not perfect in a, in a non-perfect world. But again, when these things are happening there, the negligence is going on. A lot of it is on the particular individual itself and not being safe and not doing taking the protocol very, very seriously there. And we're finding it out that the players who don't take the protocol seriously there, those are the ones that are catching the culprit there. And the players who do take it seriously there, they're not getting hooked up with that there. Uh, and also teams as well who are stringent to, to go through the, do the mastery of uh, making sure the team and the players stay safe. So right now, it, it's like I said, we're looking at high school sports right now this week in Michigan and how that's going to flap out there. So, again, you know, hopefully things go very, very well because every school or every place of being they are not following the rules the way the rules uh, were lined it up for them to follow. Well said, Butch. Let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will start thumbs down for the 2020 Season for the Detroit Lions, 5-11, and 11, uh, most yards given up, second-worst defense in NFL history. Goodbye and good riddance to 2020. Thumbs up. I'm going to give a little personal thumbs up to myself and my fantasy football teams, the Putin's PUPs, or Putin's Pups, as I like to call it, winning my first-ever fantasy football title in 20 years of playing. Yes, it finally happened for me. It was long overdue. I want to thank my son Vance for uh, co-GMing this season. Uh, Finished first in one league, runners-up in another, and won the toilet bowl in the third. So, of course, it's all for fun. EJ Russell, your uh, thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. First thumbs up is going to sound kind of goofy, but thumbs up to John Elway for stepping away. Um, he's gonna hire a GM. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be in control of that roster. Like he was the perfect person to have in there when you were courting Peyton Manning. Okay? Yeah, but he hasn't done a great job since. But, and I give him credit for for ceding control and, and walking away. So thumbs up for that move. Thumbs down. Uh, Las Vegas running back Josh Jacobs arrested for DUI oh, hours after they beat the Denver Broncos. Um, uh, his attorneys have said he's gonna plead not guilty, and they're gonna they're gonna look against this, but. Um, regardless as to whether or not he is convicted of this offense, a bad, bad job putting yourself in a situation like that, being such a good, young, talented running back. So thumbs down for making, I'll just say, poor decisions. Uh, thumbs up to the Broncos moving in the right direction. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. Uh, thumbs down to uh, any team that pays Urban Myers $12 million. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, uh, 
year. A year for sitting there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if money flying, but they didn't just knock on my door and give me a phone call. Quick, quick fast and in a hurry. Now, I'll coach. Um, thumbs up. Uh, boy, I I guess I gotta say the NFL playoff scheme this weekend. There, where we get to see all these games on national TV, you know, and, and also beyond that point, when they're giving games, football games, and Nickelodeon and Freeform, there, something's up here. But I I applaud it. There, they're making uh, absolutely. Uh, the availability for football to be seen. So there you go, my thumbs up. Gentlemen, we got about two minutes left. I'll give you a minute each. EJ, what's up for the hot seat, which you can find at thegamesportshow.com this week? Well, the hot seat will be recording Thursday, uh, continuing to do so from the home studios here in Escanaba. Uh, not quite sure what we're going to get into, but I'm positive that we'll get into playoff football, college basketball, NBA getting kicked off. Um, so there'll be some good football and basketball coverage this week. Butch, uh, what's up for Butch on Sports this week? We got cut off a little bit on the last time we tried this. What's up for Butch on Sports? Again, we'll deal with some high school stuff there. See how close the high schools are really playing this upcoming weekend. And also look at the winter schedule, see if that's going to be uh, set up and scrolled. And also we'll go to the playoffs. And naturally we're going to talk about the Lions there. And hopefully they'll have some decisions made. Big, big uh, uh Press conference tomorrow morning at 8.30 with Ron Woods of the Detroit Lions there. So we'll find out what's going on on that uh, that rocket there as well. We'll look forward to that, Butch and EJ. Gentlemen, I want to thank you both for joining us tonight, our first show of 2021, and we'll talk to you both next week. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the game. I want to thank all our guests, including Butch Davis and EJ Russell, co-hosts, along with David McKeg Jr. and Mike Canisto from the Sioux Eagles. Again, if you want to hear the full two-hour show of the game, you can find it on the website, thegamesportshow.com, or later on tonight, about a half hour, at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We're going to be joining the Pistons basketball broadcast already in progress coming up at the top of the hour as the Pistons take on the Milwaukee Bucks. That's going to do it for this edition of the game. We'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition here on ESPN 1400. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.